1: Hey guys, welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns. We're here for a Monday, March 13th episode. It's a holiday, man. If you are a diehard NFL fan, I would imagine you are. If you're here listening to this podcast, a diehard NFL Browns fan, you would be excited about today. I mean, it's legal tampering day. It's the kickoff. What feels like the real kickoff of your team getting better for the 2023 season? There are two key opportunities, free agency's kickoff and the NFL draft, to see your roster get reshaped for the upcoming season. You know, there's trades and other signings that happen way later. But for now, you're excited about this day you should be. A reminder, legal tampering starts at noon. You can come to agreements on contracts. Obviously, nothing can be signed until after 4 o'clock on Wednesday. And a reminder as well, you might wonder about the Browns and their decisions with how they're restructuring contracts. A great point that has been made by the guys at Over the Cap over the recent few days. And if you listen to yesterday's uh, Sunday conversation I had with Brad Ward on things. I think I know about the Cleveland Browns. It's entirely possible. The Browns will wait until four o'clock on Wednesday to submit those restructuring of contracts in order to sort of match and pinpoint every deal they make in the coming few days, the handshake agreements they have so that they can be kind of hovering right around being under the NFL's cap law that they need to be right. Because they don't need to open a bunch of space that they don't need to use. So, we'll see how many people they end up restructuring. There's a lot of decisions to come, but a reminder, again, those decisions might not get announced until Wednesday at 4 o'clock, and that shouldn't alarm you. They will still operate as if they have whatever money they're predicting they're going to have, and that's something that only Andrew Barry and his people know. We'll figure it out when they make some decisions. So, what I want to do today, real quick, as it's kind of a Monday quick hitter here, is I want to go over my best signing and worst signing for the Browns at several key positions. Okay. Um, we're not going to hit every position. Like we're not going to hit quarterback. We're really not going to hit too much of the offensive line or tight ends or anything. Um, uh, just the best positions, um, that are kind of the focus positions I, su- I should say. And then kind of the best signing and worst signing. And this might not be something you totally agree with me on, but I think what I'm trying to do is frame this around the salary cap and all of that. And like, what should give the Browns and in, in my opinion, cause that's what you come here for is my opinion, the optimal, off season here uh, at least free agent startup so again like I said we're not going to really talk about running back quarterback we don't think the Browns are going to be all too active in those departments as far as wide receiver goes in my opinion the worst signing they can make one that I don't think many people would agree with me on the worst signing they can make for me is Paris Campbell okay three years 8.75 per so you're talking about projected from pro football focus three years $26.25 million, million guaranteed. You, again, you might want Paris Campbell. That's fine. I don't think Paris Campbell gives the Browns anything they don't already have. He had one decent stretch of his rookie contract, and that is should be way more alarming to people than it currently is in discussions. I do not understand how they can't look at that, say he just figured out one decent stretch heading into free agency, and you want to give him eight and a half, eight and a three quarters or nine million per year. I just think that would be a total waste of money. And the fact that he is rated out in front of McCole Hardman is pretty amazing to me. The best wide receiver free agent signing. I think the Browns can make in terms of player budget, all the above for me, it's Darius Slayton. He's projected two years, 10 million. He's a nice downfield threat has, has done really well in, in opportunities provided by the Giants would be a fun third receiver skill set to go with Donovan Peoples-Jones, Amari Cooper, and in, in developing David Bell. And I think he'd be really good depth and not be overly expensive. So Darius Slayton would be my best signing of combining it all. Now the home run swing, I guess we can add that. The best worst in home run swing. The home run swing is probably DJ Shark. He's, he's, uh, you know, he's had moments. He's had injuries that have cost him seasons. He's had real moments with the Jags. Had some moments with the Lions this past year. He's only 26 and a half right now. He'll turn 27 midseason. That's a three year, $35 million total guaranteed. Um, you're looking at something like 23 and a half. I don't see that happening. I, I, I just, it, I could see the angle, you know, downfield, bigger body, all that stuff, but that would be a home run swing at the position. I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, I, I'm not really sure. How much addressing they're going to be doing at tight end? Like, it's hard for me to sit here and say that they should be spending any money. So, like, the home run swing would be Foster Moreau, a great athlete, never really wowed me on tape, but a decent backup tight end who's more of a receiving threat. He had thirty three for four twenty last year, but he's projected three years, seven million, and that's a lot of money for an, a secondary tight end role. So to me, Foster Moreau, three years, seven million guaranteed each year, twenty one million total contract, that would be the worst decision I think they can make. As far as the best fiscally, I mean, if you're saying I could get Josh Oliver from Baltimore at three years, three and a half per or I could get Irv Smith at two years, four point two five, I would take Irv Smith. He's coming off an injury in twenty one but I think he's set to at only 24 and a half, going to be 25 in season would be a nice value signing for two years, only eight and a half million total. The big swing, I guess would be Hayden Hurst or Mike Jacecki. I don't find myself desiring any of those guys. I I really, I mean, Jacecki's predicted three years, 33 million more of a receiver than a tight end. I don't think the Browns need that type of player. Hayden Hurst is going to be 30 this upcoming year. Remember he was drafted at 24 uh, way back when Baltimore took him in the first round before Lamar Jackson in that first round Uh, had a nice year, obviously last year, but three years, eight and a half per 25 million total to play his 30, 31, 32 and you know, year old seasons. I'm not sure. (laughs) I just don't think that's smart. So I, I, I think the, the Browns would not be into those sorts of decisions. I mean, the home run decision, you might think the home run decision along the offensive line, I don't expect them to be all too active. Ethan Postich has predicted three years, $7 million per, so 21 total. That is stomachable, but the Browns have paid a pretty penny for every other offensive lineman that is not there. So that, to me, smells like the home run swing and I think I'd rather use that money in other place. I wouldn't be mad if they brought postage back, but like a Jake Brindle, San Francisco, could you get him two years, two and a half per four and a half million number, a cheap deal, uh, sort of similar to postage the year before, where again, I think that you have to remember postage was an afterthought when they signed him last year. So to me, let Bill Callahan prove he can continue to do that either with Nick Harris, Dawson Deaton, or signing somebody in the bargain bin, such as Jake Brindle or many others. I know that we have talked at the OBR about Corey Levine, uh, Levine. Like there's, there's a there's plenty of names that you could go with at center that don't involve paying seven million per year. So that's the offensive line. Now we start to get over to some positions that are going to be a bit more spicy, right? So safety. The worst signing I think that they could make at safety. It's hard because it's just such a fun free agent group. The the absolute worst they can make, Taylor Rapp probably doesn't fit. There's just there's a lot of guys who don't fit what they need. That single high post safety or more comfort is a split safety. I don't think Taylor Rapp fits all too well. Jimmy Ward. I certainly don't think Von Bell, who's projected who's projected to get three years twenty-four, um, as his number is is a fit. I'm kind of torn because there's so many good ways to go here. I'm not going to call Jesse Bates a wrong, you know the wrong decision. He is the absolute home run swing. We wrote him up at the Browns uh, pre-agent probability scale we do here at the OBR. He's projected five uh, five years, sixteen per eighty million total, forty three point seven five million in guarantees. He's the home run swing, the best value, the 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 one that would make me the most uh, happy in terms of you know salary cap cognizant on top of a player who I think would be really good for that contract and value. still Juan Thornhill I said it a month ago he's caught a lot more steam 27 doesn't turn 28 until ne- after the football season is over three years seven and a half seven and three quarters is what the number projection is 23 in the quarter is uh is what his total projection is Fifty million in guarantees I think he is he is the best value pick there are other guys i still like donovan wilson um rodney mcleod marcus epps they can go a lot of ways with safety but juan Thornhill's the best value for me home run swing is jesse bates and then guys like i i wouldn't be into jordan poyer at his age what he does best um just not into that and you know i would consider chauncey Gardner johnson a guy i'd be very interested in too but it's a matter of you know what his number is going to be, and where he, where he's interested, in even going. I'm not sure he's even interested in coming to Cleveland. There's so much value at safety, so I don't know if I even cleared that up. I tried my best. Interior guys, um, your interior defensive linemen. So top of the list, the home run swing of this group is Javon Hargrave. I'm I'm sorry, I'm just not into it. It's he's projected by Pro Football Focus to be at 19 million, three years. 37.5 guaranteed, $57 million total. A whale of a football player. He's good. He's really good, but he's 30. He's going to play all year at 30. I just, for three years, 20 per, I just don't know of how comfortable I feel about that. Um, who's He's a guy who's done really well of late, and maybe he continues to age like fine wine. I'm not sure. 92.2 pass rush grade, and the film supports it. He's really good, but... I don't know how crazy I am about that player at that price. So he's the home run swing, but sort of tied with Draymond Jones, who's also a really big home run swing, Uh, but he's younger. He's 26. He'll play this full year at 26. He's projected four years, 17 and a half per year. So you probably would like that signing Cleveland guy coming home, all of that, but you would have to ask yourself with Draymond Jones, is he worth that? number i think he's pretty damn good i'm just not sure he's worth 18 per 46.75 guaranteed 70 million total contract he's he's got positional versatility he lined up all over the place for denver in that 3-4 look that they were using i'm just not sure about a a consistent 3-4-3 uh, defensive tackle i would not be bothered if they signed him But I could see where people would be held up. I I could certainly see where some people would say that is actually a bad signing for them in terms of what that contract will be worth, uh, how he will perform against the contract's expectations in a few years. Dalvin Tomlinson at his number, a guy who's 29, really more of a shade, not a pass rush specialist. He really is a run defender. At three years, uh, 11.75 per 35 total, 23 in guarantees. I think that would be the one I'd be least inspired by. They need to get better with run defense, but that's the one I don't think I'd be that excited about collectively. It would be Dalvin Tomlinson. I think he's fine, but I, I wouldn't be that excited about it. That'd be a lot of money. The guys I'm most interested in, the best value player sitting at this position to me for what they need um, is David Onyemata. Who's a two years uh, eight and a half per 17 million total 11 total he's 30, but this is a more stomachable 30 year old player's contract who's had a great 20, 21, had a down year last year, but I still think the down year had 35 pressures. His 11.4 pressure percentage is 11th among interior defenders. You know, like I'm pairing him with somebody like Ashawn Robinson or Greg Gaines or, or Puna Ford. Those guys are who who can help you. Defend the run better, and again, it's not like Anyad is a, a massive liability against the run. I think he can still do some things, but as far as value, both sides of the of the position, that's the best value for me. So home run swing is Draymond Jones, Javon Hargrave, kind of a tie there, and you could again talk yourself into Draymond Jones being a really the the, the wrong signing, uh, you know, f- for a bit a bit of locational nepotism going on there, but. Uh, Onyamata stands out to me on the right side of the value. I'd be really excited about. And then A. Robinson and Greg Gaines types, uh, Puna Ford also in that mix are guys that I'd be really excited to get.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
1: edge defenders again another group we're, we're paying close attention to the home run swing is marcus davenport he's the highest rated player they have here he is projected only one year 12 million because he's really never had a season of more than 500 ish snaps but if you get a healthy version of him at he turns 20 he turns 27 in season you get him three years i don't know or you take a one-year flyer on him i'm not sure what that looks like but to me that that would be the home run swing of this group there's not it's a really nice depth edge group, but it's not. It doesn't have a Hargrave available, right? Or or a uh, uh, Deron Payne, who we've already seen agree to a, you know, I think his contract was upwards of ninety million was the total number. But um, as far as signing, I would be the most happy with best value, um, Obanía Okoronkwo, who's with Houston originally a Ram. His film impressed me the most, and he's only projected two years, six and a half million, thirteen total, six and a uh, six point seven five million guaranteed. The mesh of value film player—that's a fun one. That would be a great signing, the best value signing that you could have. Other guys that I really like value signings—I would probably say Demarcus Walkers in that group. Um, You know, he's had thirty defensive stops in twenty and twenty-two. Um, 32 quarterback pressures, big defensive end type. I like him. Dante Fowler would be a great value. A huge number put up. Our friends at Cover One talking to us about this. A huge number put up by Dante Fowler in terms of his his time to pressure. So fast in time to pressure, like a pass rush specialist. So if you sign somebody like, say, your big home run swing of the position, in my opinion, is Davenport, but I think you could also say Arden Key, is another home run swing could you pair him with Dante Fowler as a pass rush specialist type he's only one year three and a half is the average per year number he's not an every down edge but boy as far as like rotational pieces if you're talking like Tack McKinley your third or fourth guy coming in like if you want to again we want the Browns to form some pass rush you know unit here one year three and a half that's a great number uh, a bit hidden, not talked about enough, Dante Fowler. So that's the edge group. I think we should probably also talk linebacker real quick. Um, OBR's Brad Steinbrook connected. Nicholas to the Bra- Morrow to the Browns. Not an exciting player. He has played a decent number of snaps. He played over 1,000 last year. He had 48 defensive stops, 15 tackles for loss, but a really bad front for Chicago. I think they're going to try to improve that with their trade and where they're sitting in the first round. Um, you know, there could be something to a player on the upside with Morrow's going to turn 28 next year. He's certainly cheap. One year, two and a half million-ish uh, number. I think in, in terms of, again, I've said it, a player I would be interested in, I'm interested in Anthony Walker bringing him back, I get it. But Devin Bush interests me, man. Away from Pittsburgh's scheme, could he be a guy, again, hasn't even he doesn't even turn 25 until end season. Why not take a year to try to rebuild him? I mean, I, I really would to see if there's something there worth rebuilding. He had a terrible 21 and got back to a respectable-ish level in 22. I would be interested in taking a flyer on him. I really would. One year, two point seven five. I I mean, again, tell me, tell me that they didn't. They don't take you know reclamation projects all the time. He's so young, worth an uh, and it's interesting and worth a shot to me. So um, that's a name that stands out to me. Other names on this group: Aziz Al Sahir. Probably somebody you have not heard of uh, was with the 49ers last year. Shaheer was. Um, Shaheer, I think I'm saying that correctly. He's not even 26 yet. Doesn't turn 26 until in-season. Had one of his better seasons last year. Uh, now, again, only 383 snaps, but he really started to show what he could do. Um, he missed a lot of time in 22, but he, he but he had a really nice run grade. Um, and I think that in a couple games that he played some Mike linebacker, you could see some promise from that young man so again value contract two years four and a half per year not a bad number about double what they're paying walker but you know again young player could you get a bit more out of him long term so that to me is the best value um i think the the, the swing that would be the biggest to me i mean you're, you're talking about players up here at the top i don't see i don't see levante david being a great value for the browns i mean he's a good football player still playing really well but he's 33 Two years, 11 per, so two years, 22 million total. Still really good, but I just, I would worry about that a little bit. They're not going to be in on Tremaine Edmonds. I think David Long is way out of the price range they want to pay. Bobby Wagner, I don't think they're in. I think the signing that would give me some concern about reaching the value of the contract is TJ Edwards, who was with Philadelphia. Um, he's still young, he's 27 in season this year, but three years, 13 and a half per. 24 and a quarter guaranteed, 40 and a half million totals, what the projection is. You know, he's, he's, he's had great production. He was one of only four linebackers during a 75 run defense grade off ball backers. He had 11 pass rush, uh, 11 quarterback pressures, 26 pass rush snaps as well. So he can, he can blitz a little bit, but I'd get like a 13 and a half million dollar contract per year on a, on a linebacker would be a bit concerning. Like if they, the only other one like Bobby Okereke, um, would be one that I would just not – I wouldn't see the fit. I, I just I, – I wouldn't see the fit. David Long, too, I wouldn't see the fit. Those would be – where's JOK fit with those types? Those are two types that I just couldn't quite see coming to fruition. So linebacker, I think they're going to be bargain hunting. The only other position of interest is corner. Cam Sutton would be the worst one in terms of, like, staying true to, to, to fending off certain portions of the cap. Not that he's a bad player – He's had good slot coverage grades, but but again, paying $9 million per year to a slot when you have other positions I think you need to fill. They just brought back A.J. Green. That was news tonight, the first little trickle of anything, free agency we've heard for the Browns. So they bring back A.J. Green, a good depth player for them. I just don't think they're going to spend a lot on corner slot versatility. So that is one I don't entirely see. The one that I think is... I'll leave you with this. There's no real home run swing there because, I mean, Bryce Callahan's an interesting player. There could be uh, a, a dart throw to see if he could put together a good season on a one year deal. But this uh, Keyshawn Nixon, who's 25, set to turn 26 soon, I think he's getting out of Green Bay. He was a UDFA. Um, I think it was a UDFA that ended up going to Oakland, but he landed in. Uh, Green Bay this past year and he only played 290 snaps, but he played 244 in the slot And he was pretty good in slot coverage. He he actually graded out decently So that's just a name i'm paying a little bit of attention to is I don't think the browns are going to be Hunting corner very heavily, but you know, bryce callahan this Keyshawn nixon Tavier thomas like you're just looking at What types of guys mike hughes could be a, a target for them to play slot corner and again, it's a deep deep corner class that they might just want to punt on any free agents and and grab one with maybe pick 111 to 142. You have a plethora of picks in there. So like your home run swings or cam Sutton, Jonathan Jones. And I just don't, don't entirely see them doing that. So that's kind of all the positions I've laid out. A lot of guys that I would be uneasy with them signing the guys. I think that are great values that I'd be happy with them signing. I'm not good at predicting this stuff. And I don't pretend to be, I try to do my best to talk about players. I like and don't like and contracts, that make me nervous in terms of getting the right value out of those contracts. So, and again, we can praise these contracts like we've done before and be happy with them. And then realize as a player gets initiated into the Browns, I think John Johnson's a great example. They don't use them the way you expect them to be used. And then they're not performing well. And all of a sudden you're left frustrated with the signing and getting value out of it. So part one is getting the player. Part two is seeing them used in the way that made them exceptional uh, in their previous location. so And we'll also see, I think the Browns should be looking at reclamation projects in general as well. So it's going to be a, a very quick moving week. Uh, a lot of news trickling out. A lot of tweets you are paying attention there. We'll have some stuff at the Ru- Rumor Central section of our website. Uh, stop by, hang out. We'll do some shows. We'll do a live mock draft on Tuesday as we do. Unless there's some huge news, we'll probably cancel that and do some form of free agency conversation I know that we'll go live tomorrow night uh, and do the unscripted show. We'll be centered on free agency and everything that happens inside of it. Uh, I'll still do a mock this week. They'll just be single-page mocks, very quick um, mocks, because we're focusing on free agency. It's a fun week, and we want to you know, pay as much close attention to the moves not only the Browns make but the rest of the division, the rest of the conference, and the rest of the NFL make, as we saw a huge one happen. I didn't even reference it, but Jalen Ramsey goes for you know, bag of peanuts over to Miami, which is a team that is, uh, that they're going to be so fascinating as they picked up Tua's fifth year option and they have everything in place, but they got to keep the quarterback healthy. So, anyway, that's what we're going to do is talk about the league because it's a fun time where you get all this player movement. So, we'll be checking in every single day, Guess sometimes solo. We'll see. Talking to people about the Browns and what happened and why it happened and, All the decisions in between. So listen, if you didn't listen to things I think I know about the Cleveland Browns, I think that discussion with Brad Ward was fun. Check that out. That's available. Thanks for stopping by today. I appreciate you being here. Continue to be refreshing your Twitter feed and your OBR feed because there's going to be a lot of stuff on the NFL, and I'm pretty pumped about it. It's like an NFL holiday, the legal tampering period. So fun stuff, guys. Thanks for swinging by the OBR Film Breakdown today. Appreciate your support. I haven't said this very often, but I'd love you to rate and review the show. I think that means a lot. It gives me advice, a heads up, what you think about it. I'd appreciate that very much. A nice little rate and review. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate you very much. Have a fantastic Monday. Go Browns!